Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Well, greetings, brothers and sisters. My name is Ben Toms. I'm the pastor at Unity Baptist Church here in Red Deer, Alberta. It's an honor to be on Spread the Word Ministries today. I thank you for that. The title of my message is The Word and the Words. Start with a story. A student signed up for an appointment with an author who was a world class expert in his field. In fact, he had written the book, the standard reference work in that field of communication and language theory. And the student loved the book, but she wanted help understanding how to apply what she had been learning to life with her young family. And as they sat down in the author's office, a strange thing happened. Every time she asked a question, he flipped open his book and handed it to her. Yes, that's the topic, she'd say, but, but I want to hear from you about how to make that work at home. And to her disappointment, he silently flipped to another section and then slid it back across the table to her. She started to wonder if he actually practiced what he'd written or if he always just handed people his book. In fact, she wondered if he had a voice at all. Well, brothers and sisters, here's some good news. God does not treat us like that author. Now, yes, he wrote the book, and it is the final authority, inspired, inerrant, and in all it teaches. I love the book. I majored in Greek and minored in Hebrew because I love the book. But part of what that book teaches us is to listen to God's voice, to, to the ways that he continues to speak to us. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus says in John 10. Of course, that is first about salvation. God is calling us to Jesus and we come and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. I'm grateful for it. I love Jesus more every day because he's my good shepherd. But to say that that's only about salvation is incorrect. Hearing his voice isn't just about meeting the shepherd, it's also about following the shepherd. And that's an ongoing thing. John 10.3 says, he calls his own sheep by name, that's salvation. But then notice the way that it continues, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his, all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Now we're not talking about salvation, now we're into the life of following Jesus, and it's a life of listening to his voice if we're going to follow where he's leading. Yes, we have got an amazing author who wrote the book, but the book points back to himself. And there are sentences in that book that say, listen to what the author is saying right now. Parts of that book point away from the book to the person who wrote it. The psalmist says in Psalm 85, 8, let me hear what the Lord will speak. It was God's design that we have both the word of God and the words of God. God always intended for us to have a conversational relationship. 
In the fall of 2020, I took Brother Ola out for a coffee, and I was complaining to him that I couldn't hear God. And he gently rebuked me with the very scriptures we're in today. He said, you can't say that you don't hear his voice because the scriptures say that you do. My sheep hear my voice, he said. Well, fine. I guess that's true, I said. But I don't recognize it. You see, that's our problem. It's not that God isn't speaking. His word says that he is. It's not that we don't hear. His word says we do. It's not that some sheep hear and others are deaf. If you're one of his sheep, it's not about whether or not you have the ability to hear. It's about recognition. And that conversation sent me on a journey of taking God at his word, saying, teach me to recognize your voice. And he is. But recognition starts with faith, with trusting that he is speaking. Hebrews 12, 25 says, pay attention to the God who is speaking, present tense. As I discovered that my recognition needed work, I had to unlearn a major assumption I'd always had about the way that he speaks and what I needed to recognize it. See, I had always assumed that when God spoke, it would be loud, undeniable. Then I came across God speaking audibly to a crowd in John 12. Jesus prays that God would glorify his name, and the Father responds out loud from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will again. But, the gospel writer says, some said it thundered. Then Jesus remarks, that voice came for your benefit. Now hold on. God spoke audibly for the benefit of the crowd, and it was as loud as thunder and some said it was thunder? Clearly, our recognition does not depend on volume. So I stopped expecting something loud. And if that's true with words, then perhaps it's also true with the pictures and dreams that God sends that perhaps I shouldn't expect them to be 4K image quality. Perhaps when God gives me a nudge, I shouldn't expect that it's only a nudge from God if it knocks me down and drags me in another direction. Perhaps the words that he speaks, I shouldn't expect them to land like bowling balls, but more like a feather. See, that would explain how I could be hearing, but not recognizing. My assumptions were wrong. I had to start expecting something more subtle. I had to learn to pay attention to whispers and nudges and faint pictures and impressions. Now, always, always weighing them against the book the Word of God, because the words of God will never contradict the Word of God. But if it's within the bounds of Scripture, it shouldn't be dismissed just because it isn't loud. As I examined the Scriptures to see how God speaks and I adjusted my expectations for something more subtle, I also taught my kids about it. We started incorporating a time of listening into our Bible reading and prayer times. And you know what? They taught me. In fact, they picked it up so well, God started leading them by his voice. I should have expected that from John 10. It happened. One day, my 11-year-old said to me, I think I hear God saying, call so-and-so. And I said, I don't want to. They've left the city. I've tried reaching out before. I rarely get an answer. He said, I think God's saying, call anyway. So I did. No answer. He said, send a text. Okay, fine. I got a text back that evening. It said, hi, I just arrived back in town today for the weekend. 
I'd love to see you guys. And we had a wonderful reunion, all because my kids are learning to listen and recognize. My sister did the same with hers. One day, her five-year-old son said to her, Jesus is sad, Mom. Why? she asked. Because the lady next door is sad. Well, why is she sad? she asked, thinking this was her son's vivid imagination. He responded, because she lost her son a few years ago. And my sister's jaw dropped. The neighbor had lost their child a few years ago, but my sister and her husband had never told their kids about that. But because my nephew was learning to listen to Jesus, God spoke to them and they spent time praying for a grieving mom as she was grieving. See, if you teach your kids to recognize God's voice, you will be surprised at how quickly they will pick it up. When I was preparing to teach on this the other week at church, I thought I heard God say that he wanted me to bring the kids up front to demonstrate listening to his voice to the congregation. Now, I knew that they practiced this in our kids' church program at least once a month, but I still didn't want to do it because if it flopped, it would undermine my entire message, which was on my sheep hear my voice. But I took the risk because, well, my sheep hear my voice. Now, we're a small congregation and attendance was low even for us that day, but eight elementary and middle school-aged kids came forward when I asked. I led them through a simple prayer exercise of approaching the throne of grace with confidence. And then I encouraged them to ask God a question. After a short pause, I asked them if they recognized a response from God, and seven out of eight did within a minute. And that gave our adults the encouragement that they could do the same. See, if you teach your kids to listen, they will teach you to listen. Acts 2 says that the young and old, rich and poor, sons and daughters will prophesy. That's everyone, including the kids. Your children can prophesy. Your teenagers can hear God. See, for some of us, prophecy needs to be demystified. It isn't God taking over your body and treating you like a puppet. Prophecy is simply learning to recognize what God is saying and then sharing what you've heard. It is accessible to everyone, according to Joel 2 and Acts 2. The Word of God points us to the words of God. It's something for everyone, because my sheep hear my voice. And the adults are catching on too. I've got stories of God speaking in so many ways to our adults. Valuables being found when someone asked, when people asked God where to look and then listened for a response relationships being reconciled because they noticed God nudged them. Healings coming because a word from God provided the insight and the guidance to get the breakthrough. People receiving God's love after He spoke the word they needed to another person who's learning to recognize God's voice. Let me give you an example. A woman who's new to this sort of thing came up to me just a few weeks back and said, as you were preaching, I think I heard God say the word wait. Does that mean something to you? I said, yeah, I just used that word yesterday in my report to our elders saying that I feel like I'm carrying a weight these days. She immediately gathered people around to lay hands on me and pray for me. Now, I appreciated the prayer and the support from the people who did that, but what touched me the most was the way that God spoke to someone else about me. It was his way of saying, I see you, Ben. I know things are hard, and I care enough to tell someone that I know will do something about it. 
I've been touched by others learning to recognize the voice of God by claiming that the Word of God tells us we can access the words of God. And the result of all of this is a growing recognition among a growing number of people. Now, I've only been on this journey a couple of years, but I'm seeing more people grow in love for Jesus and in service to the world because we're learning that we need both the Word and the words. And I pray that God bless every listener with an increase in recognition as we step into our full inheritance of my sheep hear my voice and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.